In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to the Sexy Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that gives you real life dog training and real life human results. Today, I am super, super privileged to be joined uh, by the wonderful Tower. Tower, do you want to say hi, a bit of a shout out? Tell us why you're here, what you're about. Where are you in the world? Howdy, howdy. I'm Tower. Um, What am I about? I'm about dogs. I'm about having fun. I'm about um, learning. I'm about soaking in knowledge and helping people with said knowledge to enjoy their dogs, realize their full dog's potential. I live in California in the Lake Tahoe region. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful area. It is a currently sunny day. Surprise, sunny in California. I'm so jealous. I am right? so jealous. Yes. I literally, I'm like California, Australia, Northern Ireland, Scotland, some of my favorite places in the world, and you are in one yeah. of them. And you just yeah. told me about your sunny days. How many sunny days a year? I believe, if I'm correct, it's about 235 sunny days a year. And, oh. and honestly, even when you have a cloudy day, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's, it's a beautiful, I feel very lucky to not just live here, but to uh, have business here and just uh life here it is uh yes yeah i'm lucky <laughs> so, so tower tell us um or tell all of our listeners because um i only heard recently that we've just had over two million downloads like it's insane. wow there are going to be lots of listeners out there so tell our listeners um uh how did you find absolute dogs how did this come about for you uh it was kind of just an interesting journey. I'm a former uh, trainer one, aversive trainer. And it was in my journey of realizing how wrong that was, kind of simplify that side of the story. Um, I was in process of starting a business where I'd been training for years. I started in the 90s. Um, It wasn't officially a business. And it was in starting a business that I in my head, I thought you don't even I knew. Look like to... you would be born in the nineties. Like I'm like I'm like. What <laughs> is going on here, Tower? <laughs> I'll take that. Thank you. Um, I'm older than I look. Okay, I have a birthday <laughs> next month, um, so thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was in the process of learning um, of learning business and developing my business that while I knew what positive reinforcement was and I knew how to clicker train and that sort of thing, frankly, I thought it was all stupid because pop my collar. I was so good at what I was doing using the the harsh techniques. I was good at getting the results and changes. Why do I need to change? So I set forth 
purely to learn how to do positive reinforcement so I could tell people why not to use it. That was my thought. So, okay, I need to learn more about it. So when I meet with a client that's like, oh, I just want to use positive reinforcement, I could tell them why they shouldn't. And it, it was in that journey, as I'm sure most everybody listening to this knows, I was wrong. I was flat out wrong. Um, positive reinforcement is powerful. It just works. And it is just a lot of fun. So it was in that journey of learning, I didn't realize it at the time, of but learning how wrong I was and just how foolish I was that I, I fell in love with positive reinforcement. I fell in love with clicker training. I fell in love with concepts. And I'd already had the idea of concepts in this sort of thing. And that's when I stumbled upon this crazy crew of trainers, these two very high energy trainers, Tom and Lauren, that were to a degree, at first I thought a little over the top. And I was like, what are these two about? So I, I asked my fellow trainers who I trusted, what do you know about these crazy guys, absolute dogs? I had nothing but good reports back from them. The one negative that I heard, if you want to call it a negative, was they're a little too enthusiastic. And I was like, shoot, if that's the only negative that I get out of this, bring it on. So I jumped into the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast not podcast, that's what we're on right now, the Sexier Than a Squirrel program um, before the podcast even started, just to kind of see what truly what is Absolute Dogs all about. Fell in love with it. I absolutely fell in love with it. And I, it, like I said, I was kind of in the concept game, but you and Tom really put that, you put flesh on it and you really like, it really helped confirm for me that I'm doing it right, that I'm on the right track, that yes, there's people that are kind of as loopy and crazy as me out there. That's like, this is, this is good. It was, it was family. fun. We have family. Yes. Yes. Family. yes. They, might, they might talk a little funny, but they're still family. No, <laughs> um, absolutely. No, it was, it was through the section of the squirrel program that I fell in love with it. And um, I, kind of made a decision oh with this pro dog trainer thing this this sounds awesome and I wanted to jump into pro dog trainer but I missed it I didn't realize it was a limited opening window so I missed it the first year I believe this was in 2019 that's that I did, sad. Uh, you missed the opening yeah I, yep absolutely I missed it and so I had to wait but that was good because I was able to work and kind of dive more into what I could from Absolute Dogs um, and learn more and save up money so that when it opened, I was I was right there. I was ready. I was, I was there. So kind of a long-winded answer. How did I find Absolute Dogs? It was really through the Sexier Than Squirrel program and just the, the fun of it. You and Tom make dog training fun um so thank you it's first chance i get to talk to you but thank you for making dog training fun thank you for making dog training accessible thank you for making it real it's just it truly it's it's a fun it's a fun world to be a part of
Oh, Tower, it's such a pleasure chatting. Like it really is. And it's yeah. and like you said, we both Tom and I don't always get a chance to chat to our students and, and the people sure. that we um get to I suppose ripple with effectively. That's what we're doing. Like we're rippling, right? Like yeah. we're we're sending out a ripple and you're receiving that ripple and then you're bouncing it all over California and then California's bouncing it somewhere else. Like that's a really cool ripple. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's more than a ripple. That I, I think we're creating Tidal waves. waves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're in England and by the time it gets to California, I'd like to think that it's pretty big. It's yeah, no, I love it. Absolutely love it. Like it's got momentum. It's got cool momentum. So I suppose how has um how has absolute dogs or pro dog trainer or this whole learning, how has it changed you? Oh, you present that as such a simple question. Um, it, it's, I don't know if I can truly answer that within depth. It, it's, I think I alluded to it before. It's solidified my thought process that I'm on the right track, that you can get real world results without being mean. Um, that it, it's, you can have fun doing it. That it's uh, to how has it changed me? That's a that's a big question. Um, like I think you're so brave saying I was wrong. Like I thought you had to be diversive. <laughs> so I thought you had to be doing this. I thought you had to be doing that. And I, I, I've been recently, more recently, back into the horse world a little bit because Liza really desperately wanted a pony, and then. If she gets yeah. a pony, it's quite hard going out without a pony. And I do ride. So I was like, <laughs> right. I'll get a pony too. I mean, if I have to. Um, and uh, that world, the world that we've seen of 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 it, well, can be quite a, a tough world, actually. Like it's a hard world. Yeah. And, and I think that dog training has been there as well and, and still is sometimes there. And so, yeah, um, it, I think you're really brave to say that you've stepped away from aversives and you were wrong. And it, it it's something, thank you. It's something that I've, while to a degree, part of me is ashamed and embarrassed that I trained that way and I wish I wouldn't have. No. I can't no. deal with the past. No. Yeah, I can't change that. Can't deal with it. It happened. So what I can do is embrace that. And I, it's actually really powerful. Now, when I meet with people who want to use an e-collar, yeah who yeah. want to use the verses, yeah. I can intelligently talk to them yeah. Yeah. on why not to. Like, I know how to use an e-collar very well. I've done yeah. it. Yeah, I don't because yeah. there's better, more effective, more fun ways of doing it. Yeah. So it's really funny to me that while I set out to debunk positive reinforcement and tell people why they shouldn't use it, I now have debunked aversives and I can tell people why they shouldn't use and that. You jumped in like with all like of you to a whole new world. Yeah. Like yeah, that's absolutely. Cool. It's a very different world. And it's a very yeah. um, it's a very different result, actually. And relationship-wise, you safeguard a relationship in a different way. Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. Yes. It it's a different level of of understanding the dog in front of you and the person in front of you. And just, it's not just something I try to tell my clients. It's not just about the finished behavior. Yeah. 
if teaching a sit, teaching a heel, it's not just about that. Yeah, that's a big part of it. But it's, I'd say even more importantly, it's about the journey, the things we learn along the way to get that finished behavior. Because when you get that finished behavior through aversive training, you're like, yeah, you got a great dog. Look at this. It does that. But when you do it through games, through concepts, through having fun, you're building a relationship on that whole journey that when you get there, it's not just a finished result, but it's a relationship. It's a change and it's a different way. It's a different mindset. And it's just, it's just fun. It's just fun. It's so, it's so refreshing to hear it. It really is. And I know that it's also changed for your own dogs. Like it's changed your own world. And, and we were just talking about, um, before we jumped on the podcast, we were just talking about uh, your younger dog and then your older dog. Tell me a little bit, um, Tower, about that. Uh, Well, uh, first one, if, if you're in absolute dogs in the training academy might have recently seen a a picture of me with my younger I post not regularly very often with my younger dog because I'm doing a lot of work with her she's she is sitting here currently staring at me as I talk practicing calmness which is awesome um right she is a Dutch Shepherd English lab not by nature calm dog she is very amped up very excited but we've built calm and she is so much fun to work with when I got my she she is she was one in December so I do the math how old she is now um she's one in December and then my older dog Rue who if you see the toys behind me she's named after Winnie the Pooh and Rue so I've got the Rue toys I need a Bagheera toy that's my younger dog Bagheera I need a Bagheera doll um but Rue, I got, she is 11 or was 11 in February. And so again, do the math, how old that is, um, call it 11. And I got her when she was about six months old from my local shelter. When I got her, she was one of the most shut down, scared dogs that I've ever worked with. Like she literally would just lay there. Her eyes would move and the tip of her tail would wiggle. Like she was shut down. Um, the only backstory I know, she was found as a stray with her sister up in Shasta County. That's all I know. But at the time, I was using aversive techniques. And I don't think it's an overstatement to say that Rue changed my life because she forced me to start thinking differently about training dogs. How do you correct? a dog that is already shut down. How do, it's like asking Lauren, how do I slap you nicely? You don't. So it forced me to start asking, how do I correct my dog to train it? Cause that's all the world I knew, correction. Um, it forced me to start asking different questions. I did get nice in my corrections. It, it was a weird shift. Um, she became, and is an amazing dog. She's a certified therapy dog. Um, uh, one point I was working for the local police department here in Truckee and she was brought on staff at the leading of the chief. She was a, a official Truckee police certified therapy dog. She was, I mean, look, through, there's a bunch of little things that just happened and just blossomed and changed, changed my life, changed her life. It was really fun. But one of the most powerful things that happened she was an amazing dog, and I've already talked about my then change from going aversive to positive reinforcement. Then I started doing clicker training and positive reinforcement with Rue. I didn't 
I didn't think that I would see any change. I just assumed that I would have another way of teaching her how to do things. Because at that point, she was an amazing dog. She had so much experience. She's amazing. Um, But I started seeing through the positive reinforcement, just ethos, she became a different dog. She became more relaxed. She became more engaging with me. Her personality started coming out more. And it was like, she started settling in. I was like, yeah, this is it. That, that more than anything else that I've done, read or experienced that sold me on positive reinforcement that this dog who was really well-trained and well-behaved changed for the better. I was like, oh, this is amazing. So the life that I've lived with her since then has been amazing. Then I got Bagheera. Um, I got her back in September and immediately from there, um, I, I've, already been a PDT. Um, I live in that life. So as soon as I got Bagheera, we started in the PDT life, in the clicker training life, in just that positive reinforcement life. And the immediate first thing that I saw that I needed to work on her with was calmness. <laughs> and just now, immediately. Tower, is that a big concept like for the world, like the world oh, and geez. calmness? If there was one thing that you would gift your dog, what would it be? Oh, hands down, calmness, hands down. Absolutely. Um, There's other things that we're still working on, but immediately it was calmness. Calmness helps my sanity. Calmness helps the household. Like I say, she's currently laying down next to me. She's sleeping. That's not natural to her. Of course, as I talk about, she just got up and came over and said hi. But um, calmness. Isn't it a pleasure? I've I've got five dogs and my I've got five dogs downstairs here. Um, and isn't it a pleasure to have, like, I'm up here chatting to you and I've got five dogs here. You are here chatting to me and you've got your dogs at your feet. Um, isn't it a pleasure to know that we can have this cat happy, harmonious, calm household with multi-dogs in multi-spaces and we can train our own dogs like a pro as well as Absolutely. training other people like a pro? That's amazing. And one one gift I'd say that Begir has given me is I can now understand and sympathize to my clients in a different way. Bagheera isn't an easy dog. You probably see her head there. Um, I know she hears me talking about her. Um, she wasn't necessarily an easy dog. There were some difficulties there, just that high energy and just that Oh, I was at times wondering what in the world have I done? And I'm a professional. This is what I do. It helped me start realizing my clients are dealing with this. If I'm worried and like, oh, I'm stressed. What are the people who don't know what to do feeling? And that's really, really changed my approach with how I deal with clients. It's like understanding where they're coming from. That's big, right? Like she's given you a gift. Like that's a really cool gift. And then if you think about, I don't know, how how has 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 being a pro dog trainer changed your life? How how is it how has it changed? I mean, there's so many things there, like layers upon layer upon layer upon layer. But how has it changed your life? I think 
again, that's a it's a simple question with a really big answer. So I but I think the not to get all philosophical on, but it's it's true and it's changed my life by how I think and process things, not just dogs, but things. How do I process life? How do I process we're in California when it does rain? <laughs> oh, oh do, tell right? me this. <laughs> well, it, it rained for maybe an hour yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, right. But how do I process when things don't go right? It gives you a different mindset because uh, it's not just about dealing with dogs. I think pro dog trainer and, and you and Tom do an awesome job um, with PDTs specifically. Um, but I think just it carries through the ESOs, but of not just addressing dog training, but you're addressing human training, that it's about the human end of the training. Because if me, as my non-PDT person, me working with my dogs, if talking about buckets, if my bucket is overflowing, I don't care where my dog's bucket's at. It's going to be a wreck. But if I can take care of myself and PDT in general, I think that's probably the biggest change, biggest concept is, is the human side. It is absolutely powerful and brilliant on the dog side, but don't overlook the human component, which I think a lot of, I think a lot of even positive reinforcement does. It's all very dog focused, dog, 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 which is important. We're dog trainers. We need to work with the dog. Absolutely. But it's human. If you can't connect with the human, be it me, be it another client, it's all for not. It's it's very... You got it. You got it. You get it. You get it. And this is yeah. why you're crushing it at what you're doing. Like, I know you're crushing it. I, I literally, yeah. I can feel it. You're doing amazing stuff. So what's your favorite part of being a pro dog trainer? Uh, I love how you just love these simple questions. And like, here you go. Here's a really simple question. Have that, Tower. Have it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, favorite part. Um I think favorite part would be probably the community. Uh, there's, it's a community of like-minded individuals and there's several different layers from the game changers community who people are just kind of dipping their toes into it to maybe the training academy community. They're a little more committed to the pro dog trainer community. They are more into it to the club there's even more into it and that i'm sure there's even more and more layers but it's like there's that that community and even uh, there's a group of pdts that i'm a part of that we meet monthly and do zoom chats with and it's i think the community is one of my favorite parts because it's it's a bunch of like-minded individuals who again it's not just about dogs but it's about the people side of it too who are about helping each other out, not just with dog issues. Yes, that's a common denominator, but also about human issues that, again, if we're just focused on dogs, that's cool. I'm in a bunch of other groups that are focused on dogs. That's cool. That's great. There's a lot of information there, but it's the human side. It's real. The community, I think, is one of the most powerful things of of absolute dogs, not just PDT, but I think it's more intimate within PDT. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a very special group of people. I, I really believe that. Like, I, yeah, I don't absolutely. see many communities that are so safe. Like, it's very, yeah. very safe. I almost sometimes have to pinch myself a bit, like, this is yeah. real. Like, this is cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it, it's funny because when I, I first got into Absolute Dogs and I heard you say that you specifically would talk about, oh, it's a safe community and all this. And I was still kind of on the outside. And I was like, sure it is. Everybody says that. Yeah, of course. Of course, they're going to say that about their own community. Why wouldn't they? But it's true. If you're listening to this, if you're not sure what PDT is, if you're not sure what Absolute Dogs is, it's real. Like the community, it's like-minded and it's it's not just about Tom and Lauren. Sure, they're a huge part of it. Their energy, their enthusiasm, their knowledge, their care, that's a huge, huge part of it. But it's about the community. It's mm-hmm. It truly is. If, honestly, if you, if you want to get in a good community, um, join Absolute Dogs to get your feet wet with it. I mean, that I think, honestly, that's one of the most powerful things. I, I forget the wording of your question. What is the thing that I enjoy most about PDT? The community. Um, I think that's, that's not even necessarily dogs. I love dogs, um, but it's, that's, it's the community. That's a cool, that's a cool um, way to look at it, Tara. I think it's a really cool way to look at it. And I, I believe it's a very special community. I feel very privileged to... I can't actually, she's so cute. I can't actually believe that this is something we started. Like I literally can't, I'm not right. like, it's crazy. So somebody new to it, somebody sitting on the fence, somebody saying, what do you think at Tower? Should I, should I join Pro Dog Trainer? Should I get involved in this? Like, am I going to regret it? Because so many people are so scared to dip their toes in or to take that step or to jump in. Like they, they, I'm a jump in all four, like, let's go. Yeah. Possibly even like, like literally take a dive at it. Um, but so many people are not like that. And and what would you say to someone sat on the fence or thinking about this or considering it? I'd say, I think it's good that you're scared. That shows that you care. If you're not scared, you probably don't care. So I think it's good that you're hesitant. I think it's good that you're thinking about it. I think that you're, it's good that you're careful. But don't listen to that fear. That fear will slow you down. You've got to be able to motivate and move. If you're listen to the fear, you're not going to take a chance. Um, take a chance. This, at the very least, you're going to get an amazing community. Um, Pro dog trainer is a commitment. It's not a casual thing. It does take some time. It does take some commitment. It does take some effort. Good. Good things require some work. It's not just a casual, oh yeah, cool. Look at this. I um whatever. I signed up for this and it just happened. No, it it's an effort. Yeah, it probably won't be easy. Good. <laughs> um, it takes effort. Um, the harder you have to work at something, the the more meaningful it is. Um, I would say if you're really, really on the fence. Pick a side, either either get off the fence and get over it and stop thinking about it and move on, do something different and dog training ain't for you or get over it and try. And maybe, maybe PDT isn't for you. Maybe Absolute Dogs isn't for you. I venture to say it probably is, but you don't know until you do something. If you don't do something, you won't know. You've got to... You got to try. Yeah, it's, yeah. Being on the fence doesn't get you anywhere. I've been on many fences in my life and it's not exactly comfortable. 
I was thinking just the same thing. I was thinking the last time I remember, I actually hadn't had Liza that long. I was running. I jumped on top of this fence and I sat there like, how the hell do I get down now? It's not comfortable. <laughs> it's not comfortable being sat on no. fence. Not comfortable. I jumped off a fence only the other day. Literally, I was jumping onto a horse. So I got on the fence again. Not comfortable. You know what? No. Comfortable. So get off Pick that flaming fence. Get off the Absolutely. fence. Absolutely. Get off totally. the fence. And it, it, I, as much as I do truly believe absolute dogs, if honestly, if somebody, if you listening to this has come this far and you're to the point you're thinking, I wonder if PDT is for me. And sorry if you hear the squeaking. Oh, good. It's normally and... brave. So I'm just happy it's not me yeah. today, Tower. Yeah. I'm like, it's normally brave. That is, that's Figuera. <laughs> you go, um, you go. But if you've come far enough that you're thinking, is it for me? I think you're already leaning to one side of the fence. You're already leaning to that could be me. If you haven't come this far, and maybe this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, welcome. You're in a good place. Um, hit subscribe. Um, this is amazing. This, if this is again, if this is your first time, you've never heard of Absolute Dogs. You're probably not there yet. Like me, I didn't find find it till later. And by the time I went to join, it had already closed. So I was like, oh, okay. It gave me time to confirm over that next year that when it opened, yeah, this is it. So if you're not ready and you just discovered Absolute Dogs, cool. You're in a good spot. Hang out. Get your feet wet dive in, might not be ready for it yet. That's totally fine. Take your time, work it at your pace when you are ready. And I would say, if you're questioning, should I do this? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? All you're going to get out of it is, is you're going to change. And whether you're looking to do like, like Lauren and I do, do it professionally, work with dogs professionally or not, I don't think it matters because there's, like I mentioned, my, my PDT group, there's a number of, of those that are in my group that aren't professional dog trainers, but they just love dogs. You don't have to do this if you're not a professional. That's fine. Um, you don't have to do this if you don't have a dog. I mean, it's if you like dogs, if you like learning, if you like powerful community, it's, a, it's an amazing spot. So I don't know if that answered your question or not. I How hope, are hope you? Literally, you're an overachiever. You literally, <laughs> you've not just done it a little, you've literally crushed it. You've like blown it to the, like literally it's out of the park. It is like insane. Hey, I like, I like, threw a little baseball reference in there. I like you've that. Literally, you are pretty incredible. So I want to thank you, Tower, for joining us. Oh, I know that our, our listeners are going to have loved your energy. They're going to, I've loved speaking to you. It's been an, ab- and, and this is the yeah. first time we've spoken, right? We've never spoken yes. before. Nope. Yeah. This is the first time we've met, we've talked. Yeah. So this is, this is really, really yeah. cool. Um, I'd like to thank you hugely for joining us. Uh, I yeah. It's been a blast. Uh, I particularly yeah. like Bagheera's uh, additions. I think they are really fantastic and authentic. So I thank her for her authenticity. Uh, that was yeah. this episode of the Sex in a Squirrel podcast. The podcast that literally has today uh, given a whole new meaning uh, to dog training and where we can take it and actually taking transformations from aversive right through to really positive, positive reinforcement. Thank you so much, Tower. Uh, it's Absolutely. been a pleasure. Been a pleasure. And Absolutely. remember, stay sexy.